0: Okay, coming in with an episode from Six Pack Discussions. You got Cody and Jared here, cracking a beer. We're drinking a Stone IPA, actually Stone Hazy IPA. Jared picked it out. Um, Uh,
1: Crushing an an amazingly (coughs) hazy IPA.
0: Read it all, please. Oh, yeah, 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 down the bottom there, Amazingly Hazy IPA. We'll give you guys a rating on it. We'll give you a little bit of background on the beer and uh, just kind of our general notes on it in about 20 minutes. Jared, what are we talking about today, man?
1: Today we're going to be talking about uh, kind of a sequel if you will to last week's podcast Um, we're going to be talking hyper focusing rather on the teachers pay we're going to be talking a little bit about the teachers union and then of course you know who it ultimately helps and or hinders uh, the kids
0: yeah it's weird because how much teachers are paid of course affects the children right if you paid them zero dollars and no teacher showed up kids would not get an education and then there's probably the opposite. If you paid everybody unlimited amount of money, <clears throat> you probably wouldn't have any type of competition, and kids mm-hmm. would also suffer. So there's some type of medium ground, mm-hmm. which results in happy teachers and also the best education for children. Yeah, and we it to make
1: a little bit more um, sexy job, yeah. if you will. That way, you get higher human capital, and then of course, you know, our youth get the
0: benefits. It's almost like all jobs are kind of like this. If you think about it, right? Weird. All jobs, um, you know. Unlimited pay equals bad results, and zero pay equals zero uh, bad results. So somewhere in the middle, there's a good equilibrium, you could say, All right? Yeah. So, so <clears throat> it's it's pretty common, you know,
1: whether it's an everyday conversation, on the news, podcast articles, etc. I mean, you you name the medium, I feel like teachers' pay is usually in the mix. Red for Ed. Yes, red. #Hashtag Red for Ed. Red. Red. Red big for time, egg, big right time, right. Um, So it's almost become synonymous, low pay and teachers, right? I think most, if you
0: ask most people, I think they would say teachers are underpaid, like that term.
1: Yeah, it's actually a a true stat. I think 65% of people think, upon a a blind survey, I think it's 65% say that teachers are underpaid, right? Like I said, it's almost borderline synonymous.
0: 100%.
1: So what's really interesting is the word low, because in order for it to be low, you have to be compared to something, right? Yeah. So... In a course, you know, guys, <laughs> rip me to shreds on this one, you know, because you're, course, going to say the certifications, the degrees, et cetera. I get it. But I wanted to compare to America, right? Mm-hmm. So the average American household income right now. Household. Yes, household. So potentially two earners, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's not use the average. Let's use the median because that way we can weed out the outliers yeah. on both sides there. So the median household income is $67,000. In the U.S., okay, so I was like, okay, wow, because I actually always heard it hovered around fifty-eight. So I didn't realize (laughs) it was that high. So it risen a little bit. So now I wanted to go to USAFacts.org. The average public high school teacher salary in the U.S. is sixty-five thousand.
0: I have the median. I think that might be the median. I have sixty-five ninety. Yeah, sixty-five is zero ninety. Yeah, yeah.
1: So let me get this straight. So the average household income. Is what?
0: What did I just said 59 or 60... 67. 67. So $2, $2,000 less. 2000 by yourself. And usually in a house, you have two earners. So that would mean if you have a two-teacher household, you're going to be earning twice the household yes. average in America. Exactly.
1: And funny that you just mentioned that because if you make over $100,000, you are in the 35th percentile in America. Oh, so if you're a household, uh, if you're over a hundred thousand, because I was like, Oh, what if two teachers? Cause if these hmm. are such horribly paid jobs, Interesting. two teachers puts you in the top 35% in America.
0: Okay. Okay. Not bad. Um, not bad. So one thing I was looking into, I like those, I like those numbers cause you're comparing household numbers to individual income. And guys, we're talking about median averages here. If you're a teacher and you're in a state that has lower pay, we're in one of them. Arizona is horrible. Arizona in is, comparison, yeah, in comparison, right? We are in the, one of the lowest, I think, the lowest or one of the lowest uh, paid teacher states. But then you have states like for a New while York, there, we were uh, 47 out of 50. For a yeah. while there, and then you have states like New Jersey or New York are you know paying their. Teachers almost twice as much as states like Arizona. So, California is a big one. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to, you know, go state by state. Like, it's very difficult. You know, we would be here all day going state by state doing this. So, what we're going to talk about today, a lot of times, is going to be averages, medians, things like that. Every individual, they can, of course, change their plans differently. One thing, though, I, I noticed is a lot of Red for Ed, a lot of teacher unions, one of the things that they c- compare to is that teachers in America are paid about 20% less than other professionals with, with similar, similar educational backgrounds. Yes. And I want to kind of dig into that and kind of see your, your kind of side of that. So that would mean, okay, hey, me and you, we both went to college. Yep. And we got four-year university degrees. Yep. And then I went into the workforce. You continued staying in the workforce, mm-hmm. but you also decided to go get your master's. Correct. So right now you have a higher education attainment level than I do. Correct. Right. So that would mean that your expectation is that for the rest of your life you should always earn more money than me. Yep. Right. That would be in in, in like a, in, I know what you're saying. Yep. Yeah, and, that and kind that, of that's world.
1: a that's a reasonable assumption given the data
0: points. Exactly. Yep. And so, but I think both me and you would agree that's realistically probably not always going to hold true. Well, considering that the person who signs our check yeah. didn't even uh, he did graduate high school. Exactly. Right. And so. Yes, education can be a determining factor can be. of your income, but it's not like A equals all, or, you know, one yeah. plus one equals always two. Unfortunately, there's a couple <clears throat> other things. How long have you been in that job? So,
1: so experience? I agree with you and I just want to add a little twist on that because I think I read the same article that you did and you know, that 20%, but where I was hung up on is the required education, right? So in our jobs and sales, no requirement. Exactly. It doesn't matter if you have a kindergarten education or a PhD in sales, Yeah, it, it's, it's a different skill set. 100%. Right? So that's where it's, it's kind of interesting to where they are required to become a teacher. You have to either have
0: a, I think it was a master's, right? Um, I think you, mm- no, I don't think so. I think a bachelor's degree. Bachelor's and then and a then teaching a certificate. certificate. Thank
1: yeah. you. Which is like just like a three-month program or something. Yeah. So that's, that's where they kind of got me is the required aspect of it.
0: Yeah, it is interesting. And then the other thing, though, is, is <clears throat> unfortunately, when you compare other degrees that were four-year degrees. So let's say mm-hmm. um, I go to school for an engineering degree. Yep. And then my wife goes to school for a, say she wants to go on a teacher's track. And she gets her uh, education uh, degree. I think most people would say that the engineering degree is probably going to result in a higher income level. Yep. Straight out of college and then probably lifetime earnings. Percent. So I just don't know if we should be comparing like your degree to saying degree for degree, the earning potential or the earning amount should be the exact same. I don't no, think that. Should, no. Not right? all degrees are created equal. Exactly.
1: No. Um. You know, I'm sorry, communications majors out there, I'm going to piss you off. Probably, I think we can all agree that it's on the easier side. 100%. Right? Toward the engineering, the STEM degrees.
0: Much harder. It's clearly harder. Well, I remember when I was in school, and you probably remember, there there was, even in some degree programs, like even in the business school that I was at, there were Bachelors of Arts degrees. Bachelors of Science. And bachelor of Science. And you look at the courses required, and they're drastically different. Oh, yeah. B.S.'s suck. Yes. Right? So when I was in the B.S. program, I was like, what? Am I, am I taking harder classes than I need to for this piece of paper at the end of the four years, really? You know, it was worth it, I think. But at well, this I didn't point, you really got a BS. Yeah, mine And so I looked at that. I'm like, hey, wait a minute here. What's going on? Is a BS really that much better? Um, and from an earning potential, I think plenty of my peers that were in some of the same classes that were in a BA program, right? Because we sometimes would have yeah, overlap, overlapping yeah. classes, they could probably be doing the exact same role. That I'm doing right now, or even if we went into a different role, I don't think that those two degree programs should result in a different starting wage or a different earning potential. Like Maybe in some case, but not every case. And that's what this is fighting for, is saying every single time that a profession graduates with a certain degree program, they should have the same amount of pay. I think that's wrong. And that's not
1: right. I mean, that's almost like the, the equal opportunity. Equal, exactly. Yeah.
0: I put in the effort, I have the same, opportun- or yeah. same pay no matter what. I don't
1: know about no, that. I, no, I agree with you, man.
0: That's 100%. interesting, right? Yeah, but uh,
1: so why is it, man? Let, let's, let's take a step back. So we just went over the hard data. I mean, those are indisputable facts as far as averages. I get, you know, you, you made a beautiful point earlier in that all states, heck, all school districts are different. I get oh, yeah. It. But to, to actually have a higher level discussion, you know, let's just talk averages and medians, et cetera, right? You know, good, good meat data points. So we, we just, I don't know, disproved, is the, right, is the right term to use there, but we just articulated how teachers are within striking distance of earning by themselves the average household income. Yeah. Right, so, so a respectable income, one would say. So why is there this, this false narrative? Am, am I too far in saying that? Why is this false narrative that teachers are paid with kids every week? So
0: you know one that I didn't really realize is the starting pay. So starting pay, 41000 41163 is the starting okay. average national starting salary. Okay. $41,000 is more than what I started out when I graduated college. right? So that's pretty cool. Like, If you go become a teacher, that's a great thing. Where I think the challenge is, is that the, the curve kind of flattens out towards the end of the experience curve around 20 years. So I think that might be why there, there is some animosity because some people have been teachers for 20 years and they feel like their pay is kind of plateaued almost or they, they, they haven't reached the same potential as, say, maybe an engineer mm-hmm. or somebody that's a, a, an attorney or somebody else that has a professional degree of sorts where they're now earning $100,000. And they're comparing their, their effort in their degree and their everyday effort, and they believe that they should be at the same pay. I think that's where that's coming from. Now, I don't know if that should be, should be there or not, though. Man. You see what me where I'm coming I, from? I, I
1: do. I do. <sighs> Look, I think teachers are pivotal.
0: It's a hard job.
1: They they are pivotal to society. Yes. Right? I I don't know what the right answer
0: is from a pay standpoint though. So I have a couple of ideas on pay. I don't want to get into it. Yeah, I know, I know, man. I got a couple of good ideas on how to maybe help us fix this. Because
1: I think you're going to have to carry it, man, because I
0: was trying like hell to think over the last couple weeks on this one. So one other thing I want to touch on, and this one seems like it's sensitive, and I know (sighs) the unions don't like to touch this one, and it's an argument, unfortunately, that I don't know if there's a good or a bad answer to it. Teachers work 10 months a year.
1: Uh, I read 180 to 200 days.
0: Yeah. It's actually nine months, but there are some teacher work days and some summer preparation. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. All, what it really comes down to, let's just say conservatively, you know, give them a couple of days, 10 months a year. Mm-hmm. That's really what their contract is for. <clears throat> and they get on average $65,000. So if you actually carry that and you say, Hey, If you worked a full 12 months with that same pay, that would actually equate to $78,108, $13,000 more money. They're essentially missing out $13,000 because they're not working for two months. I get it, right, Um, because they're working a 10-month calendar year. But that's another kind of interesting point. When you're a teacher, you kind of get a two-month vacation, should you get paid not to mention spring breaks i mean yeah oh no yeah you do get there is things. you do have some hard hours and all i get that no i mean there's some
1: pretty decent perks i mean you alluded to some... it last week excuse me you alluded to it last week with the benefits alone from a health care i'm gonna get into that some oh, i'm sure but
0: there are a lot of breaks built into being a teacher And so what I actually was kind of going my rabbit hole, and this is why I didn't spend too much time on the union because I started kind of going down a rabbit hole. (laughs) How much effort has there been a push by teachers to keep the benefits of their job and not increase the wages? Because as we all know, healthcare has increased over the last 20, 30 years. So... There were a few school districts that started noticing this, and they said, hey, guys, we're going to start cutting back on how much we are paying of your health care plans. And a lot of unions in that area or that state said, no, you can't do that. You know, you're locked in. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to reduce the salary increases then in that area. So what happened is the salary gap started to increase, right? And this is with that 20% gap that you probably came across a couple of times where they say, hey, other professions are getting paid more. Well, when you start looking at it, those other professions are not getting the same benefit packages.
1: You know, it's really interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, from a holistic concept, it's not just about take-home pay. Uh Uh-uh. It's complicated. There are so many factors, whether it's work-life balance, whether it's, you know, job flexibility, whether it's benefits from a healthcare standpoint, whether it is take-home pay. I mean, it's a pie
0: chart. It is not purely money in, money out. And that's the number that everybody's been focusing on. And what if there was a little bit of a trade-off? Let's let's say you're in a school district, and they say, hey, guys, um, we're going to give everybody a 10% raise in your salary. Those teachers would probably raise their hands up. Would you kind of agree? Heck yeah. Okay. Well, hey, by the way, we're also going to lower your health benefits by about 8%. Now now how many people are going to raise their hands?
1: You know, I would... So, I'm, I'm sorry, I just want to make sure, because I'm not trying to be a jackass player. Yeah, Because I think people really think holistically and, and look about, you know, the, the entire mm-hmm. pie of their, their take-home pay, I bet people would, would take the, the income increase. And I get it's a net 2% gain. I get, yeah. I get what you're saying. But yeah. I think what you were trying to articulate is they're not thinking holistically, right? Well, I, th- I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's where I was getting Well, at.
0: historically, what's happened is, is that teachers have put a lot more, and teachers union specifically, have put a lot more effort to maintain benefit levels. And they didn't care about salary. But now they're trying to essentially make their, ca- their cake and, and eat it too. They're essentially saying, hey, we got all our benefits and we're happy with those. And we want to keep those. But you also need to jack up our salaries to kind of make up for it. And that's where, I'm not trying to say it's right or wrong at this point. I just, you can't have everything. Like our benefit packages are not going to be the best. They're just industry averages. Yeah.
1: They're respectable. I mean, exactly. It's nothing to write home the mom about. Exactly.
0: It's not like a, a public sector job, right? Or it's not like you just go to the doctor and you're like, oh, it's five dollars. Like yeah. you may have to pay the entire bill in some cases. Sure, I remember the military, nothing. Yeah, You just show up and they're like, and you're like, do I have to check out? You don't even know you get to check out. Nope. Yeah. I had no idea. My first out.
1: civilian doctor appointment, I was like, what the hell.
0: Yeah, you're like, wait a minute, there's somebody that like asked for a oh, uh, credit card? What's this what's this money you in <laughs> exchange? What the hell is that? <laughs> and then again, you know what they're infecting you with though once you get into the civilian world. Before you were like just like, yeah, here's my arms. Oh,
1: dude, it was an assembly line. I had, <laughs> I had so much stuff shoved in me.
0: No homo. Um <laughs> on the backside, inside, <laughs> every side. Exactly.
1: All right, man. So we are uh, we're cracking open that second beer now, so it's time for the rating. Let's talk about it. Um, yeah, so you want to describe the can, man? It's kind of a funky, funky can. It caught my eye.
0: I mean, that's why I got it. Yeah. And honestly. I, well, especially after your last statement, I could see why this caught your eye. Um, <laughs> it's, it's what you could say 70s-esque. Uh, it is 70s-esque. June. Um, it's 70s-esque. Um, a lot of kind of paisleys. I think that's the right terminology for that shape. I don't know if you know that. Was it was called a paisley. So it's like that teardrop look.
1: You're making me sound better. So yeah. I know,
0: flowers. It's like a flower child type of can, um, and then of course it's got the uh, normal stone, stone skull and, or skull there with the horns, like the kind of devil esque. Yeah, Six point seven alcohol volume.
1: An amazingly hazy IPA. Yeah.
0: Um, what do you think man?
1: It's well, You're not food. gonna give me the. You're not gonna give me the description. You always read the cans. Oh no, man. I'm gonna Come do it right. I, I, was, I was gonna you're give you a 2nd up. Second. You're
0: so anyways, guys, this is brought to you by uh, Stone, an amazingly hazy IPA. IPAs were once considered an extreme style only for hardcore beer nerds like us, you may say. <laughs> Today, we're stoked to see IPA is one of the most popular styles right. of craft beer in the world. And I'm quite proud of our role in getting it there. There's no denying juicy, hazy IPAs like this one have further fueled that popularity. With Stone mm-hmm. hazy, hazy IPA, we say hell yeah! Embrace the evolution. This includes hops from El Dorado, Azeca, and Sabro. I think I might have said those properly. Flavor notes of tropical citrus and juicy. <clears throat> I think it definitely is a, a, a flowery, juicy type of smell and taste to me. What, what do you think about? What, what do you think? <clears throat> oh, it's vegan approved as well. Oh, good, good. As opposed to those non-vegan beers. Non-vegan I beers. didn't know beers would ever be
1: vegan or not vegan. I saw Water this is a couple months ago. I saw Water was promoted as vegan and I about laughed my ass off. It was paleo and vegan approved. Oh god. I was I was like, "You guys, I swear." But anyways, damn marketers. But um so I am traditionally an IPA guy as our listeners know.
0: It's funny cuz I think you're not going to like this.
1: No. Wow. I'm giving this a 2.5. Ooh. Yeah, I, this is definitely on the lower end. I'm pissed because usually I like hazy. This is a little too light. Whenever, maybe I just went into it expecting a thicker, hazy IPA like I usually feel. But this is this is like a Coors Light and an IPA. We're poured in the same glass, and, and this is where I'm at.
0: I like it. You're weird. It's my IPA. Oh my like, this is a good I, IPA I So maybe at this point, Jared's kind of turned... Towards maybe like more of a Coors Light, Natty Light, Bud Light type of guy, and I'm now we apparently do, we
1: should do like Coors
0: Light, and apparently I might be a Stone IPA fanatic. Right, you, you built it up. What, what score are you dropping on him? This is like a four one for me. <laughs> yeah, this is fantastic. You're going fours, four one, buddy. This is a great beer, guys. Over at Stone, you guys are in San Diego. Um, you're you know plenty wide here in Arizona, go grab if you're listening right now, go grab one of these beers. um you can probably catch it where a Fry's fries local or, I got it at sprouts, okay, sprouts so um look oh for a gosh. pink, purple, and yellow can. highly recommend it, easy to drink. it is not too i p esque and that's probably what Jareds talking about, but it's an easy to drink beer i I'm a fan six seven two
1: no i'm I'm sorry, if you guys are true i p a people and you like hazy, thick. Flavorful IPAs, you're going to be on Team Jared. If yeah. you're a Michelob Ultra guy, you're going to be on Team Cody. Pick one.
0: Okay. <laughs> no rebuttal to that. I'm good. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about before I get into some solutions and some ideas here. Um, I wanted to talk about talked about 12-month versus 10-month uh, pay. Okay. So it, it has shown, though, uh, I think I was kind of alluding to this, but teachers, when polled, they usually do um, vote or advocate for more attractive benefit packages. Mm-hmm. So they pretty much say that, hey, you know what? I want my dental. I want my health. I want a good pension plan. I want a good 401k plan, whatever that may be. Yep. They essentially have always said that that's more important to them than large cash uh, salary type increases. And so over the years, that's, of course, attributed to this. But it, it's, it's challenging for me to understand which one's more important. You know, as a AZ is you know, for for me, honestly, and, and I think you, we're pretty healthy adults. I'd say I would always pick the cash. Yeah, me too. I yeah. would much
1: rather you give me the money and then I dictate what I do with it, i.e. health yeah. or preventative
0: health. But but shown, and this is something I think I talked about last episode, you know, teachers are in the top five most likely professions to become millionaires.
1: Three, if I remember yeah. right.
0: Yeah. Top five most likely to become millionaires. This is because, yes, maybe me and Jared say right now that we would rather have the cash. I but mean. most people, when they get the cash, unfortunately, yeah. they are responsible. But if it's automatically deducted from your check, it's automatically kind of put into an account, and it's all managed for you, psh, showingly, right? This is just like people that set up automatic you know, transfers and all that kind of stuff to make it. So that's just like, forget it. You know, set, set it and forget, forget it. it. Yeah. Right? That's what teachers say. I'd rather have a set it and forget it mentality. And 30 years later, I'm looking at my, my 401k and I'm like, oh my gosh, $800,000, $900,000. You know what's so
1: funny is uh, a mentor of ours, he, uh, mm-hmm. we were having a conversation about taxes, and, mm-hmm. you know, and <laughs> he said, uh, <coughs> Jared, do you know how many more people? would truly understand what taxes are, if you had to write a cold, hard check. Every month. To Uncle Sam, every week, every oh, month. yeah. People you, would really understand taxes. If it wasn't automatically deducted from every single one of your paychecks, you would intimately understand taxes, and you would be intimately involved in what our government says and does not spend their money
0: on. Yeah, if you... If but if you, since you, it's automatic, it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Well, cool. if, if it was a bill, right, that you had to write out, just like your mortgage, just like your car payment. Yep. You'd be like, oh my God, I'm paying more for my taxes monthly than a car payment. Getting close to my mortgage payment or whatever it may be. Like depending on how much money you make, like it could be more than a mortgage, depending on a certain Oh yeah. Rate, right? I mean, that's that's not too far fetched. No. And so all of a sudden, you know, you're like, wait a minute here, where is this money going? What is it doing? Yeah. And funny enough, where does some of this money go? Teacher salaries. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right, if we think about that. Property taxes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, it, you know, let's let's think about that a little bit. Is when, when we talk about increasing pay, we talk about you know giving more money to teachers. Where is that coming from?
1: So, it's actually really interesting that you brought that point because this is actually why I teed up as oh, far as perfect. the taxes. Okay. Because again, you know, I think this has come up in, unintentionally. It's, I, I feel like it's it hasn't been forced. It's been an organic conversation how this has come up and that people don't understand where government employees' salaries come from.
0: Come the, from you and I. The ether. Oh. I was going to say the ether. Magic. Yeah. yeah? Sorcery. It's just the ether just appears. <laughs> no, Fugazi, Fugazi. no, that's a joke. <laughs> it's a woozy. It's a wazzy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you should in seen Jared's face <laughs> right now because he was like, Wait I was about to Google it. I was like, damn, I don't have the best vocabulary, but I don't know what The ether. Because I didn't finish it. And he's like, I thought it came from taxpayers, but maybe Cody knows a different I was thing. like, damn it. Did I fuck this up? Like, No. Um, no.
1: So, you know what I'm saying is, you know, hey, we're all for for higher taxes, higher, I'm sorry, we're all for higher pay for teachers until we maybe mm-hmm. illustrate or just, you know, educate, maybe not illustrate, educate people on what teachers are actually paid, and then when they are like, oh, hell, that's more than me. Because chances are, 50% of people that you survey, it's going to be less than them, just from a sheer the definition of the median, <laughs> right? 50% below, 50% above. So... I don't know. Okay, so you're you're all for higher teachers pay. Well, where do you want it to come from? So I started. Do you want to increase property taxes? Because that's that's a direct correlation, yeah.
0: right? Yeah. So it's funny. I was I was starting to kind of actually go down this route, and, and you're saying property taxes. I think that's in Arizona, of course. I've, oh,
1: I've, I'm, I just maybe I'm maybe I'm making a false assumption. That yeah,
0: uh, I think different states uh, pull their teachers' budgets and schooling budgets from different parts of taxes. Because okay. some states thank, don't thank have you property for, taxes. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, I, I just <clears> assumed and blew, maybe a false assumption. Yeah, there. no worries. Um. But this is funny, because I didn't go down the huge rabbit hole, but I started thinking about professions that are pretty hard, but probably are pretty close to fifty to $60,000 in wages. Okay? okay. So I was thinking electrician, a carpenter, a plumber, maybe, I don't know. A laborer just for construction. Yeah, like somebody that's doing hard labor digging holes. Yeah. yeah. So you got people here that are earning less than teachers- now, I'm not trying to say one is harder because they're harder in different ways. Very different ways. Exactly. I get what you're saying. Right. But what's happened, and it's funny because we talked about this, uh, I think maybe a couple episodes back, we talked about how based on your gender, you're more likely to be in a profession. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it was two episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about those jobs that I just named, male-dominated. Male. Teachers, Female-dominated. So they're harder in different ways, right? Teachers are going to have to have a lot of interpersonal skills. They're going to have a lot of communication skills. They're going to have a lot of emotional EQ. The other jobs are going to have a lot of grit. Yep. Manual just I'm going to get it done. They're going to have a lot of just different type of entrepreneurship a little bit because most of those jobs you end up owning your own business at some point. So there's different types of kind of what's hard. And and people have chosen their own hard. And I don't think we should be rewarding people at some point more because we believe their heart is different. Mm-hmm. When I see a guy on the side of, of the road doing construction, right, and I've dug my fair share of holes, right, and, and you know about digging holes, it's not fun. No, it's It's hard work. I think most teachers would say I don't want to dig a hole mm-hmm. on the side of the road. And just like most guys that are probably on the side of the road don't want to dig do 25 kids, yeah. Exactly. So they all, they all kind of say that. But I also don't know if the pay should be dramatically different. What do you think about that? No, I I agree. It kind of feels man. it feels I mean, similar, right? Like electrician that pulls wire all day long, that has casts on their hands the size of potatoes, and they're earning fifty two thousand dollars a year. So,
1: man, I'm sorry if we lose a lot of listeners on this one. Because I could easily see pissing a lot of people off, but I'm, I'm genuinely asking a question because maybe I am thinking too short-minded, too close-minded here. Do you think being a teacher is stressful? You're not dealing with a P;L, you never have to really fire anyone, not an administrator, a teacher.
0: Yeah, it's interesting too. Interesting. Is it a stressful job? And here's an interesting thing because
1: that's <laughs> what I equate with the with the electricians, the plumbers is those are those stressful do- jobs?
0: All of those jobs have one thing that's, in simi- that's similar. It's, And, and I, I would actually say a lot of businesses, unfortunately, have this. There's a short-term amount of project stress. For a teacher, it's 10 months. And then they move their kids on, and then they start with a whole new batch. For, for an electrician, it's a job site. 6, 12, 18 months, and then they move on to the next. So all of it is, like, you could really mess up a group, but you kind of start over. There's a couple jobs out there that you don't get to start over, which is kind of interesting. Like, I think the jobs that you don't get to start over are probably the most stressful jobs. Because, because the decisions that you make are yes, years lasting. indefinitely.
1: And, and, and honestly, think about how many non-managerial type jobs
0: you can make over 60, $65,000 a year. Probably a good amount, but that's you r- think? that's the average. I wouldn't think Oh no no th- that's about the average for a reason. There's probably a good amount, but it's right over that sixty five. It's like seventy, maybe seventy five. But it's not many, it's according okay, okay. to numbers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's not a hundred thousand no, dollars. No, 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 no. Yeah. But but I'm saying for not having to manage anyone,
1: sixty five thousand dollars is a good wage. One hundred percent. To whereas outside of a teacher, you would probably be expected to manage a few employees at sixty five thousand dollars, I would think. No, yeah. You'd be a project manager of some sort. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So so that's what I'm saying. Once you start managing other people and really trying to lead them Being properly. Being responsible for a group of people. Exactly. That's Very what different. starts getting stressful.
0: Now, here's an interesting. Are students a group of people that you're, you're, you're responsible for?
1: But, but that's what I'm saying. It, it's,
0: it's different,
1: right? Yeah. It's different in that you are trying to teach them a subject that you are an expert in. So I don't know if that's stressful. Like, you have had days where you're yeah. like, damn it, I got my ass kicked, whether it's from a client, mm-hmm. whether it's from a problem that you had little to no control over, but you, of course, had to be the face the, to, to mitigate the client, right? And that's stressful.
0: It is. And I'm just so trying to is
1: think. a teacher's job stressful? And I, I really like the, the talk track that you're going down. I know. From a, a, a time, whether it's 18 months on a job site or 10 months, but you start over at ground zero. You don't have to really live with the decisions or the...
0: You really don't. You, you get to take a whole new set you know, of kids and go, hey, we're back at the starting line. Let's go to the finish line. You know, I got Because I, I, I
1: feel like in America, I almost equate the projected stress level with the earning potential.
0: Oh, no, we found that out. Remember on one of our earning episodes? Oh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, and we found that out, that at a certain point, it actually makes less sense to earn more money one because you're stressed. 102, or, one or I believe, is yeah, that? it's like 104, Ish, right yeah, over $100,000. But, but you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so
1: what I'm saying, though, is, is I think America... We, we compensate for higher stress, right? I mean, look, look what freaking linemen make, you know, they're, they're well compensated because they deal with life and death every day.
0: Every day they're hanging from helicopters yeah. and, and cords that have 300,000 volts of electricity. I don't even know the number. Right? It's yeah, some yeah, absurd it sounds right. Yeah, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, so we equate and Could we, we compensate <laughs> stress
1: yeah. really well in America. And that's, I, look, I'm not trying to be an asshole here. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I'd love to have a conversation but I don't think being a teacher, I'm not saying it's not hard.
0: I, I think it's hard, but I don't think it's stressful. Here's an interesting take because I, you probably saw a couple of interviews with teachers and almost every single one of them said, I do this for the kids. They love what they do. and They intrinsically and, love what they do. And when they say that, again, maybe making a bit of a... Um, say it, man bit of a connection here. But I pissed off some listeners. Pissed off some I know. listeners too no, I'm not saying I'm just maybe I'm taking a connection here of connecting dots that are not supposed to be connected, but when you love what you're doing and you're not you're saying that you're not compensated the same, it's probably not an absurd amount of stress. I think you're you're on a valid point here. If you're saying, hey I really love what I do, but I think I should get paid more for it, it's probably not a stress it's not causing a stress level that makes you want to move on. Now, we are having a shortage of teachers. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it what it is doing is possibly making the job not as... Alluring? Yeah. Yeah. And so these...
1: I think it's this damn um, pseudo-marketing
0: campaign because everyone thinks they get paid like crap. And I think a lot of people are probably going to go into other jobs and think, man, I wish I had better healthcare which everybody's been complaining about healthcare oh, recently. I wish I had better flexibility I wish I had 2 months off in the summer Oh my gosh think about all these things that maybe are all kind of in a little bit interconnected A little bit of a side here but we've talked about healthcare and people want more free healthcare right they don't like their company provided healthcare cuz it doesn't cover everything well shit teachers jobs do government yeah. okay um people complain about retirement funds not you know getting them set up and not having enough money teachers when they retire teachers are top 5 oh, millionaires shit teachers do that great Teach, uh, people right now complain they don't have enough, you know, paternity leave or vacation or being able to go to Europe for a month. Well, shit, teachers have that ability. I'm thinking. I think te- being a teacher is a great job. I I, th- I would say that if you were going to pick any job that's going to make you know fifty to hundred thousand dollars, teachers is probably the job. It's gotta be man. It is, and it's not even like a ninety thousand dollars like salary job. Sixty five thousand dollars. There I think are so job. many
1: other components that make being a teacher a great job. Pay, pay is not that bad. After I did the research,
0: I and I know I want to piss people off. Well, the funny thing is, is, the pay in Arizona sucks. So any of our Arizona listeners are probably like sixty-five thousand dollars. That's like twenty thousand dollars more. I think their average is forty-seven. Yeah, I think forty-seven was yeah. the average in Arizona. They're their average, and so they're like that's like twenty thousand dollars more than I make.
1: Look, I, I prefaced all my opinions, so average save the comments. Medians. Uh, we are trying to talk holistically. We're trying to talk about the country, and that's what the average is. New York, California, Arizona,
0: Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, right? All over the place. We are all over the place here, guys. Imagine Mississippi where you can buy a home for probably $100,000. Maybe $120,000. Yeah. yeah, right. You a good to home ha- too. Exactly. Nice home. Go buy a house for uh, under a million dollars right now in New York City. You can't. You nice can. box. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Real so, nice box, guys, maybe. pay differ- differs per area. Cost of living difference per area. All 50 states, guys. Exactly. We have to. We
1: have to. If we just had an Arizona podcast, then... I'm sorry. An Arizona conversation, we'd piss off 49 other states. Exactly. And hey, don't forget about Canada listeners.
0: So, <coughs> I wanted to bring up, maybe... We're kind of getting into our third beer, I think. Yeah. Some solutions to this. You know, Oh, honestly, actually, I had an interesting take here. I wanted to give this to you because I found this little nugget. <laughs> this is so fantastic. Let's hear it, man. It is... It, I read it and I was like, I got to read this again because I didn't want to misinterpret it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what do you got? So mean? I guess in the last couple of months, DeSantis in Florida. Oh, He's been doing some stuff the last couple of days. He's just going... He he is a buck wild type of guy. Oh. He just goes and he just says, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to do... I'm going to pay my own roads. Good or bad. Oh, yeah. Right? Good or bad. He's going to pay I his own roads.
1: respect him. I mean, at least he stands by
0: his opinion. Yeah. Does something about it. Tries to. So he said, guys... <laughs> He went and visited a couple of, I guess, uh, school counties, uh, our our school districts, and he said, "Guys, I think because we're ha- they're having a, a teacher shortage in Florida, apparently. Right. I'm raising the minimum wage. I'm going to, with the teachers' board of Florida, going to raise the, not the minimum wage, the minimum uh, starting salary for teachers to like forty seven thousand dollars or something like that. Like, like he's going to raise like eight thousand dollars from where it was and go up. He said, like, "I'm raising it for forty seven thousand dollars." Cool. Cool. Depends, right? Of course. But, okay. He's trying to help teachers out. Make them more money. Love it. Guess who thinks this is a horrible idea? Who's that? All of the teachers unions in Florida and all of the Democratic uh, centers and House of Reps for the state of Florida. They say that this is something that we need to reanalyze and we believe that it will directly impact teachers that have been working for a long period of time and make them feel unfulfilled. And I was thinking, Hmm. this is interesting because this entire time, the people that have been advocating for additional pay have been those people, the teachers' unions, and a majority of teachers' unions are normally Democratic-based. Union-based people usually are. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's weird because all of a sudden, because they have a Republican governor that's trying to advocate for this, I'm wondering if there is— It's a bad idea. It's, It's similar to, like, Trump. Exactly.
1: Anything and everything that he came, regardless. And I'm so sick
0: of it just being like, hey, the other side thinks it's a good idea. It's a bad idea. No, guys, if it's a good idea and there's a reason to have it, do it. I don't care who came up with the idea. I don't care who doesn't like the idea. If it's a good idea that's going to help the entire state, the entire government, the entire populace, whatever it may be. You know,
1: it's so funny. This actually came up in church this past Sunday. Because all too often, you know... The right thinks the left are stupid. The left think the right is stupid. Uh, I'm so sick of that. It's it's exhausting, guys. You know, hopefully, if we've accomplished anything over these what forty, how many episodes are we on now? I think we're forty, yeah. Forty, whatever. I think
0: it's a year to summer, buddy. Wow, <laughs> man, that's gonna be fun,
1: right? Instead of uh, beers, we're doing champagne, little mini champagne bottles. That'll be fun <laughs> for our year episode. Okay. <laughs> um, no, but, but uh, hopefully, if if we've accomplished anything, you know, with our tireless rambles on ramblings on. Is it, guys, the left and the right is not that stark of a difference. There's a lot of gray. There truly is. I I know social media and you know mainstream media would like to paint it that way, because these policies are not that hard. I'm sorry, they are incredibly difficult. They're not that easy. And and the left is trying to do the best they can. The right's trying to do the best they can. And they go about it very different ways. Yeah. Clearly. But I I, I just really hope that we've accomplished something and that we've maybe. Made a couple people think like, "Wow, the left isn't so bad. The right's not so bad."
0: You know, it's funny. You remember back in elementary school or middle school remember when we first learned about Venn diagrams? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, I imagine most of where people want to be is actually in a very overlapping Venn diagram. Yep. I, I, I like it's you know the the, the traditional Venn diagram has yep. a very small center. Yep. I think a majority of people, if you look at a Venn diagram, is like is like this, mm-hmm. where it's actually like 10% of people are on the outer edges that are not overlapping, Mm -hmm. and then 80% of people are probably overlapping. But the challenge there is is that the colors are still not the same, right? Yes, when you take red and blue, you make purple, but for whatever reason, these Venn diagrams are not like making purple. They're still red and blue, and people just think that they need to side with their side, but I always think of a Venn diagram, and with an idea like this is, hey guys, we're, we're having a teacher shortage here, we need more teachers that start out and just say, hey, I'm going to become a teacher. Easiest way to do that is to raise the minimum uh, starting salary. Yep. I need to raise it to what the minimum professional degree is because I want more students that are in the middle of college right now that are going to graduate in a year or two to have real impact. I need to tell them that no matter what, you're going to have a $47,000 salary. Great starting job. Exactly. Great starting job. $47,000. I it plateaus,
1: but it's still a great $47,000
0: plus all these you know it's really interesting
1: as i'm curious what happens to the median or the average in florida with cutting out twelve thousand
0: dollars well the problem is there is that it 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 just concentrates it more it just makes the bell curve a little taller it doesn't actually make it it doesn't move to the right I figured it would. It, it, I don't it, know if it moved. I'm, it by $12,000, I'm
1: assuming that it raised it $12,000. That was just a so random. Well, it, it, I know it wouldn't shift it to the right 12000 or an yeah. equal amount of the. It depends on
0: how many people go into the workforce. That's why. That's uh, why. Right? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Right. So that's the issue is it how many people actually go in. If it's a larger majority, it shouldn't shift that much. If it's only one or two.
1: Yeah. Um, but, but to your point, man, just because a Democrat signs ill in office or just because a Republican, the other side shouldn't hate it.
0: Hundred percent. That's wrong. Everybody, you're should not. Say, you
1: don't. You don't have a fiduciary responsibility then to your people
0: that you're representing. A hundred percent. That's I th- wrong. I think he's trying to do something because he's like, we have a shortage. I have the power to semi-fix it. I'm not saying he's got a perfect fix. No, no one does. But he's like, hey, minus you, <laughs> no, years. I don't have any. But he's like, hey, I'm gonna f- try to fix it. So that was kind of an interesting take. I always like to kind of bring those to the table for my real interesting take and that's my it. real solution. I think the only way to get this fixed and poke holes on it if you think. Oh, I'm ready. Let's hear it. Taking a sip here for effect. Ooh, I like it. I'm on the edge of my seat literally. <laughs> so cuz I it looks like you're your back to the back of the seat. <laughs> um merit-based pay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sold. Absolutely. Yeah. Sold. This
1: this whole equal pay for everyone I think is horrible.
0: I cannot believe. I did not know this. Yeah. Everybody's basically, basically. Well, based on experience. Yeah. One year, four year, five year, eight year. Since it's a public sector job, like most public sector jobs, you went through this. Mm-hmm. Guess Regardless, what? Regardless, if I was the number one captain
1: or the number 200 captain, I
0: made X amount. Well, how hard did you have to try? Now, maybe internally, maybe you wanted to try because you knew that, you know what? Yeah. I just want to put them out a certain amount of effort. But I'm sure you met some guys. You're like... Okay, this guy's doing way better than me. I'm mm-hmm. sure you met some guys that just fucking rock stars. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Right? Run circles around me. And then guess what? You also met some guys that did bare minimum, and they either depending on their experience level, she got more than me. Yeah, but maybe there was the same exact role, and you're like, man, I can't get this guy to communicate to me at all. I can't. How does he have a team? How does he lead? How does he do any of this mm-hmm. stuff? If he can't even talk to me properly, whatever it may be, and you're like. Women here. At the end of the day, he's going to pay the exact same amount of money to me. How demoting mm-hmm. is that to you? Mm-hmm. So I think the easiest way to fix this, get the teachers that want more pay, more pay. And then kind of weed out the worst of the worst. I'm not saying there's bad teachers across the board, but there are some teachers that probably should not be continuing to get paid a lot of money. Because $65,000 on average, I guarantee there's probably 10%, 15% of teachers out there that are, should not be getting paid $65,000 on average. You know, it's really interesting. <clears throat> and I don't want to make this a huge
1: point. But to your point, you know, kind of weeding out the week, if yeah. you will. So one of the major cons about the teachers' union is <laughs> – this is, this is actually wild. Um, there is an estimate out there I mean, you know, uh, vitana.org, V-I-T-T-A-N-A. I don't know if you've ever heard of that source. Mm. But anyway, I, I just typed in a very generic pros, cons list. I just want to get a, a more holistic understanding because probably traditionally at my root, I tend to be almost against unions. Okay, It just doesn't really jive with me, the whole concept. But there are some pros in, in full transparency. 100%. Yeah, there yeah. are some pros. Oh, yeah. I get it.
0: I think pro, uh, the unions, and just for our listeners, I think unions were essential for some industries in the U.S. Oh, yeah. Coal but mining specifically? Coal mining, yeah. auto industry. Yeah. Things where there's a lot of risk for death, to be honest. And then I think there's some areas where unions probably should never have been. You probably are in a similar spot? Yeah,
1: agreed. Okay. Agreed. Um, guess how much? This is going to blow your mind. So, granted, this is, this is from a highly respected you know, political scientist at, at Stanford, right? Okay. Um, Dr. Terry Moe. He was doing a study on teachers and teachers unions specifically. Take a wild guess on the average time and money it takes to remove a poor teacher that's a part of the union like, time? And, and time, time being of course in months and years yeah or money being associated with legal fees and then of course
0: lost pay etc. To remove a teacher a poor performing teacher mm. I'm going to say time it's going to take 3.2 years. Okay two so close okay a little bit less. Money probably about 180 thousand dollars 200. Two hundred thousand dollars. In two years.
1: In two years on average to move to remove a poor
0: teacher because of unions. How many how how many other teachers could have taken that hundred and eighty thousand dollars and divided it? In that in that district yeah. or in that school? I know. Right? So right there. That was wild. And and another
1: another con is because, you know, in Arizona specifically, you know, there was a, a huge amount of threats being done about, you know, the potential for striking. Oh yeah. That that's gotta be that's probably my biggest con is using Children as pawns. I don't like that, man. I, I don't like people that don't have a, a say to be the victim. Yeah, they're not taxpayers. They, they, they're purely victims here. They, they are no-fault victims.
0: <sighs> yeah, it's, it's chal- that's a challenging conversation. I, I don't know how to... But, but go ahead. Were you going to say something about it or No. Or is that all? No, no, that was really the, the okay. two major cons that I have a huge problem with. Okay. I mean, the pro,
1: <laughs> I kind of laughed at this one, union dues are tax deductible. So, <laughs> cool, I guess. Um, no, but, but in all serious, it actually does protect them from the politics of this. Because whenever you do form a union, um, it, it doesn't make them as subject. Because, you know, they, they act as one. So, it's a, it's a lot mightier sword, if you will. So, they're not as influenced
0: as uh, political. Um, yeah, but, Okay. Here's the thing with teachers unions. We've had some fantastic teachers, and and we said this last time. Yep. Shout out Miss Rosanico. Yeah. Guess what, Rosanico, Miss Rosanico, she should have been able to go to her principal. She, how many prof- economics professors or uh, teachers have at our high school? I think what two. One or two. Yeah. Okay. She should have been able to go and say, hey, guys, I have a XYZ satisfactory score.
1: That she, she has her own business. Yep. Or her husband. Yeah.
0: Uh, my kids like me. Um, I need to be paid 20% more than all other teachers. She deserved it. Right? Exactly. Right? She couldn't do that Mm-mm. because she was part of a union. Mm-hmm. She's forced in Arizona to be part of a teacher's union. Yep. All 20,000 of them. And guess what? Because she was only a teacher for, let's just say, I don't know, 12 years. Yeah. She was in the 12-year bracket. I know. She couldn't go advocate for herself. And I think there's a lot of teachers out there that are you know, independent, that are strong, that are saying, you know what? No, I do deserve more. And if they can prove that they deserve more, I think they should have the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's some districts that have started doing this. Um, I think Dallas, uh, actually in Texas, this is a Dallas, one of the Dallas school districts, they have a, a score where teachers are, are in I think, four different categories. So based on your experience. And then they... Put them into four different categories of how well they have mastered the job of teaching, meaning how well their students uh, perform on test. You know, I think satisfactory scores from parents and teacher uh, from parents and teacher or students. So there's a couple different variables, but it goes into four different levels. Like, hey, unsatisfactory, satisfactory, amazing, or I think it was called exemplary. I Mm -hmm. believe it was
1: excelling or something. You remember Basha got the excelling school or
0: some shit. Mastery. Well, guess what? Teachers that mastered their 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 skills in Dallas school district earn up to one hundred and fourteen thousand dollars a year. Jeez, what?
1: Yeah, good for them.
0: Good, yes. Now, should every single teacher be in that category? No, that's for the people that have met. There's a word, master there. How many masters have you met in your life in any profession? It's like one or two normally, right? Well, in a school, there's going to be two or three teachers that have mastered their craft. They've been there for 20 years. They're literally the people that everyone wants to be in. So I'm with you, but in order to be fair, so, so
1: truthfully, I, I wanted to be you. And prior to reading this stat, I probably would have been 100% for you. Oh,
0: the merit-based pay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're not 100% for it? So because I, I just want,
1: maybe I can't, I can't get why. So you and I, we, we've, tined, we've tended to the last few minutes to maybe break away from the union and make it, to your point, merit-based, right? Mm-hmm. So here's an interesting stat, and this is one of the pros for a union. Okay. There are 10 non-union states in the U.S., right? Seven of those 10 are in the bottom 15 of performance for education level.
0: Ooh. that's interesting to me so you're saying that because union states have higher performing students I mean that's what the data is telling me that's
1: interesting right because I'm with you merit-based you know hey mr. Zonico is worth 25 30 now I don't now, care.
0: Now, ju- now here's interesting those seven states do they have a merit-based program or they is non union
1: so it didn't go to that granular detail, but Louisiana and Mississippi are the, the glaring weaknesses, right? They, they fall at the bottom of level of the education, and they are non-unionized states.
0: Non-union states, and so they don't have a teacher's union. Correct. Yeah, okay, I shouldn't
1: have said non-unionized states. They don't have a teacher's
0: union. And they also fall in the bottom of the education attainment levels. Bottom fifteen. Seven of the 10
1: non-United States fall in
0: the bottom 15 for education performance. Yeah. See, this is where you just threw me a curveball. Exactly. That's a curveball. That's, a curveball. That's what
1: I'm saying. Prior to reading that stat, put it in the podcast right there. So sorry, listeners. You got to hear us talk this out for another 10 minutes. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, no. <clears throat> That's, that. You can't refute
0: that, man. 70% no. of the non-United States in the bottom, what, 30%? And this is, where, this is where it gets complicated, guys. This is where me and Jared look at this and we're like, okay, this is new information. Jared just presented it to me, and if I was, you know, gung ho on one side, I would say, well, you know, it's because of certain demographics of students, or it's because of, hey, that state's had a challenge with this. I'd have to make all these political Mm -hmm. nonsense, yep, and I try to defend my point to the ninth extent. Now I'm wondering, wait a minute here, what are unions doing? This is this is what I'm thinking in my head. What could possibly be unions doing to incentivize uh, teachers to better create? Student attainment—that's where my line goes. I think that's the right place to go. I would hope, right? That's like that's hey, where it should, yeah, right. I mean, like, that's what they're intended for, yeah. And I'm trying to think, okay, what, what could be happening in the union states or teacher union states that is causing that? So it's funny that your mind went there because I too
1: share that, and and I think it's a, a safe assumption given its false narrative with the the poor performance uh, financially that there is a A group of of professionals, young professionals, that want to become teachers. It's a finite group, right? So once you get that finite group, and I think you provide them the security of the union, maybe that's what it's like. I I really maybe can push the boundaries and really try to make my students my own. I'm, I'm trying to get there on a stretch. I have no data to back that up. But I think just because of the small number of people that actually desire and are called to be teachers, if you will, that's where I think you could provide the security of the union knowing that, hey, I got a pretty good job after my probation. Maybe that's... What
0: do you mm, mean after pro- probation? There's like a probationary period for government jobs. Hmm. I don't know, man. I, again, I don't think it's a small group of people either, just so you know. I, I think teachers probably is one of the top 20 professions in the U.S. I would imagine. Well, yeah, just because it's such a broad term, I guess. No, I think K through 12 teachers.
1: Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I was, That was a stupid point. Not a broad term, but I mean, what? There's 13,000 school districts. There's exactly. probably 100,000 plus schools. Exactly. No, and I they think, all have yeah. Like, I, think it, I think it's a teachers. very common
0: job. So it's not like there's a, uh, it's not a minority profession by any means. It's not like dentist, right? Hmm. Right. I'm thinking it's actually. Maybe I need to backtrack that. Maybe you're, I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe I misspoke there. You know what I'm saying? I think it's actually like a lot of students become teachers. Hmm. And I'm just wondering is do they a lot of students when they decide to become teachers are they doing it because of the security of the union or because it's guaranteed pay for a certain period of time or is it because of the benefits? Dang. Yeah, is it so, a top 20 profession?
1: I, I didn't I didn't look at as far as the top 20 profession, but that's crazy. There are 3.2 million teachers in public schools, and there are another half million in private schools. So we're talking 3.7 million. 3. 7 million. Yeah. So we're talking over 10% of the pop, about 10% of the population
0: of the US. So it's a top
1: 20 profession. it might it's be gotta like it's got it. top five. I mean, yeah, probably closer to top five, top 10. Yeah. Uh, wow. I didn't realize it was 10%. That's a lot of people. A lot of people. Wow. yeah. I clearly misspoke, guys. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll backtrack that one.
0: Um, I like this idea. I like. I like it. Um, I, I don't think unions are bad in every case, but I don't want unions advocating for non merit based pay. I don't think there's ever a, a problem with merit based pay. I don't think it, there shouldn't. If, yes.
1: If you are a average to high performer, you should never be opposed. The only people that should be opposed to merit based pay is if you suck, and you know you suck.
0: And guess what? I don't know if I want then them I in my want school. You, I don't want you. I don't want my child around you then. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> so here's the pros and cons with merit-based pay. I, I read through a couple of these. I, I highlighted a couple of them because I'm like, man, you know what? These are sheer. These uh, resonate.
1: Of those 4 million people, I'm sorry, of the 4 million, it's just because it, it, it uh, goes with the statistic that you shared earlier about men versus women. Of 76, those, female. Way off. Ooh. 90% of teachers are women. Okay. Okay. 90%.
0: Their EQ—that's what it is. Like they wow. can understand kids. Like it's, I, it's because they're just so yeah emotionally. Like it's like you dependent. look at me. if There was right now ten kids in this room. Me and you would probably be Blow continuing this out. conversation. No, we would continue this conversation, and we would not engage with those kids. They could be and a female, with them. Uh, uh, your wife here, my wife here. Guess what? They would they stop this mom. podcast right now and go hang out with those kids, guaranteed. And guess what? There are outliers to this. Always will be. But guess what? The average male, the average female would do exactly that. And I'm not saying I'm a bad father. No, you're not. I'm not. You're great father, actually. But guess what? That's just how it works. That's just you're how wired we're built.
1: Differently. Bingo. Yep. yep. So different podcast.
0: Yeah. Coming up. Coming up. That is on I our list.
1: DeSantis just signed an interesting bill in Florida. That I'm is bad. coming up.
0: Merit-based pay. though, guys. Um. So some pros running through these poke holes in them, buddy. All and right. And then I'm uh, ready. we're ready. going to shut this thing down here in about uh, I think five minutes. So some pros for merit-based pay. Um. When, when unions and when teachers say, hey, guys, these other professions are earning 20% more than us, right? That was kind of the big deal. Well, if you look at other professions, most of them offer bonuses and salary increases based on merit. Okay, well, that doesn't happen in your world. So maybe that's why we have a discrepancy in the 20%. Maybe that's why... Oh, um, so
1: maybe their base pay, but their total take-home pay is... Yeah.
0: Interesting point there. Okay. So that's first little pro. Maybe we start thinking about how other professions are paid and maybe we can equalize that with teachers because all of a sudden... 100% for it. Yeah, cool. No holes. Second one. 100%. If you incentivize teachers to work harder and produce better results, meaning test scores, uh, high satisfaction scores from parents and students... <clears throat> What's wrong with that? Because currently, the motivation for teachers to do go above and beyond the basic requirements is fairly minimal. I'm going, I know that next year I'm going to get a 2% raise, no matter if I do very good or very bad. As long as I keep my job, there's not really any motivation there. right? You really don't have to meet any specific requirements other than just doing the job at the bare minimum. right?
1: <clears throat> so... I get that, man. I get where you're going at, But you're also coming from a perspective where you've never worked for the government. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So y- you have to understand, you know, I have the opportunity to serve with some fantastic people. Mm-hmm. Right? Not all. Not yeah. all. We, we have our, our bad well, apples, of course, yeah. like every profession. Yeah. But you have to understand, there is there is something unique. There is something different that, that there are a lot of people out there that just don't go for, for take-home pay. Right? So, i.e., the captains I ran circle around and the captains that ran circles around me and those, those dirt bags. Right. So I don't know. I don't know
0: if that's needed. Really. Now, are you the dirt bag in this situation? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. No, <laughs>
1: no I pride myself. In my um, <laughs> uh, you, you know what I'm saying though, man? Like I, I don't know if merit base pay for government work, you go to government work, Because you're wired a little differently, or maybe it was an opportunity that presented itself, right? So I just don't know if that type of person purely goes for the pay. No one's ever, minus a couple of elected officials, have gotten rich at government work. Again, a different podcast.
0: By no means am I trying to say, hey, this merit-based pay is going to make you a six-figure income. I'm just saying you're getting rewarded for doing the job better than your peers. So, hey, guess what? Here's a little extra. That, I'm not trying to. It's it's like, hey, we do different trophies here. Your trophy's a little taller. You're not all getting blue ribbons. That's what I'm trying to say. You know what? Yes, we only have a couple economics professors here, or a couple sorry economics yeah, yeah, teachers here. Yeah, yeah. But guess what? You're the best by far. Your trophy's a little bigger than second place, third place. Like, there's a reason that there's a gold medalist and there's a silver. Medalist. Gold is worth more, right? Than silver and bronze. So if you're the gold medalist, it's worth a little bit more. And I mean, you're, you're going to get, it, it's not extravagant. It's not a, a private jet. It's not a brand new mansion. All it is is $1,000, $3,000 more so that, you know what, when you have your 10 months uh, or sorry, your two month vacation, yeah, you can go on a vacation and, and our, and your flights are on us this year as a taxpayer. I like that. I like knowing that my teacher, cause they worked a little harder. They could take a cool vacation. That's fine with me. It's not like they're going to go and quit their job the next year. So that's, that's where I'm kind of coming from. And, and I think any public sector job, it, it just attracts a little bit more people that care. A little, they're like, hey, I'm going to care a little bit more because I want to get the first place trophy. I don't – Olympic athletes don't make a bunch of money, but guess what? They all want the gold. They don't make a bunch of money. There's no reason. No, it's actually embarrassing. Exactly. Much but guess what? They care a lot because gold means a lot more than bronze. Right,
1: so in have top ten percent of test scores, teachers. Get
0: test a bonus. scores. Uh, I think there are also probably some type of um, classroom ranking system. I think the administration would need to do. I, I think they need to be more involved. I don't remember ever our administration ever coming into classrooms and, and doing any type of like surveys and things like or... that. Exactly. I think that needs to happen as well because I think, I think this, the teacher needs to have a certain amount of. Um, involvement with the lesson. So they have a lesson plan that's usually kind of generated throughout the school or or with a couple of teachers that kind of own it. And then they just deliver it. And some teachers are really good at delivering a lesson plan. Other teachers suck at it. And I think when you go into a teacher, when you go into a classroom, if I was an outsider or if I was an administrator, I would be able to have a clipboard and within probably five to 10 minutes know that my class is either engaged or not engaged. Mm -hmm. And, and that would give me a good perception of how well this teacher has been able to create engaging environments, right? So I think that kind of stuff would need to be more happening. So not only test scores, but also just creating engagement class, engaging classrooms. Because we all know that that's hard. Oh, it's incredibly difficult. 25? Yeah. Um, <sighs> especially two of you and I in the same class? That's last 12. little pro here, guys. Um, right now we have a teacher shortage. Yep. So... I think most teachers come, come out of college. Most, most teachers are, are college graduates and they go right into their very first teaching degree. I think merit based pay would create a huge incentive. If you could go to a, a brand new college graduate and say, hey, not only is our minimum pay this higher than industry, because minimum pay is, or sorry, I can't wanna say minimum pay, starting pay, but you also have the ability to earn an, an additional $4,000, $5,000 if you do these minimum criteria. I think you're going to capture, I don't know, five, 10, 20% more people wanting to become teachers. Yeah,
1: where you get a little bit more selective and you get the cream.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that merit-based pay also would attract a little bit more cream. Hmm. A little bit more cream from colleges. What do you think about that? <clears throat> yeah, man, I don't hate
1: it. Um, I think merit-based pay, I'm, I'm, I'm for it. Okay. It's just very difficult in a government job.
0: It's funny because I'll-
1: it's a finite amount of funds, man. Yeah. Where the hell do these funds for this merit-based pay come from? Because well, if you pay someone more, therefore you have to reduce someone's salary later.
0: Well, they're not going to get the—they're uh, not going to get a bump in salary. No, no.
1: Okay, so, so if I'm if I'm a, uh, the superintendent for Chandler Unified School District.
0: Principal. Let's just say principal. Okay,
1: principal. Principal okay. of a, a school. You're going to me already. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> So I pay everyone $45,000. Mm-hmm. That's my average high school um, salary. And then do I just have a pot of money for this merit-based pay? Like, hey, Mr. Rosanico, you killed it. You get $1,000 bonus. You get
0: 20%. Yeah, I think.
1: Or 9,000.
0: Yeah, yeah, or yeah, 100%. And guess what? If every single teacher kills it one year, great. Where does the money come from, though, man?
1: Do we just increase the property taxes that year? or <sighs> Hey, guys, you have a floating property tax. Good this, luck getting this that passed. This is interesting, right? <clears throat> Do we pay first responders less, police officers, and firefighters, or, or what? Who do we pay less? It's a finite pie. I love, I love Mary based pay, but where does the, it's not like we just pull this money from the sky.
0: Well, it's funny because I have a stat here, and it states that 68% of taxpayers would agree with paying teachers more money.
1: Is that before or after they find out what they make? Because I read that same stat, yeah. and then I believe later on in that article, I know. they find out what they make, and they, I think it drops to 30. Yeah. I mean, it was a stark difference before and after they find out what they made. They, they, they are not underpaid. They are, okay, I, I'm not trying to be a, a jerk here. They are not poor. By, by the definition, yeah. they are not poor. They're not low-income low earners. They're not low-income earners. So I, I get it before they find out what they make at 65%, but after they find out, it drops 35
0: points. You know, I, I don't know a good solution here. I do think, though, that the top... And, and again, maybe not everybody in the, Not everybody... Again, not everybody at a school can be a top performer because... Not by definition, they Exactly. Can. So I think you just need to set a, a, a percentage, right? And say, hey, guys, we have 100 teachers, 10% of them are performers. So we got 10 teachers that are top performers. Good. The next 40... Are doing excellent. Average. Guess what? You're all getting raises in your salary for like the next year. Bottom, bottom fifty. No, not bottom for fifty. The next thirty stay at the same salary, right? The next twenty, you guys, unfortunately, production. Exactly. Yeah, and that's how I'm paying for my top ten. I don't want to incentivize anybody to be in that top, in that bottom ten, right? And now, at a certain point. If I have just a school that's fucking a rock star every single year, I'm going to get more money from taxpayers. I'm going to figure out a way to collect more money. from tax. I, I don't know how you do that, but I think taxpayers will not care. If you, if you want your kid to go to the school, you're gonna give me more money. This is charter school. This is a private school type of mentality, right? I think public schools need to be more competitive and they need to figure out a way to say, you know what guys, um, we're, we're at capacity or, or we, we are at a point where our teachers are all merit-based pay, So there needs to be some type of structure set up there where we are paying teachers that are in the top 10, top 15% more money. The bottom 10% get reductions. And then at a certain point, everybody all of a sudden is doing better than the entire district. Where well, my entire school now is top 10% people. I need to pay them all more money. If you want your kid to come here, you're going to pay an increase. I, I don't think parents would care. Honestly, as my kids go to school. What about the non parents? Yeah. Not like you can only know, get parents to I pass know, this bill. I know. Yeah. I know. But, it's but, holistically. Well, I think you, we could take a little bit more ownership for that. I think there's a way to divert funds specifically to schools as parents. Okay. We already can do this, right? We already have the ability. Like, I, I donate so much money to the wrestling team over a basher, right? Yep. I think you can, I think there's ways to do that. I don't think schools take advantage of that for, for parents' pay. Normally, it's through outside boosters. It's for like uh, sports teams and things like that. Why not do it for teacher pay? Why not say, hey guys, we kind of have a requirement here that you know if your kid comes here, we are the top performing school in the district. Mm. What, about, what about something like that?
1: I like where you're going with that. Now I'm getting on board.
0: Like I, I get it. You could create my merit-based system, but then as soon as you start getting so good, which <laughs> let's get every school there. Now all of a sudden, I can now create a even level for parents to pay a little bit more money to do it. And most parents, I think, are almost all right with paying for a little more for education. They can't pay absurd amount.
1: Yeah, hundred bucks a month each parent. It's a lot of money.
0: Well, twenty kids in a classroom—that's a lot of bonus for a kid. I don't even—I don't even think that's. See, see again. I don't think it's hundred bucks a month. I think it's like
1: ten bucks. Ten bucks per kid.
0: A month? I mean, that's $100 $4, 000, a kid. 4,000 uh, student school? Well, no. Well, well think about of a classroom, right? A teacher, uh, 10 bucks a month. At the end of the year, they have 20 kids. That's a $4,000 bonus. That's, a, that's significant. That's good money. That's significant. And that's 100 bucks a kid that a parent could pay to have a bonus for that. I think most parents would be all right with 100 bucks a year for, for a significant teacher Impact.
1: I'm okay with that. I can get on board with that. Right? I can definitely get on board with that. That's my goal. Dude, <laughs> you got anything else? I like how we evolved it, man. I'm okay with it. That's how it works when you drink some beers, right? Dude, beer solve everything. I, we have yet to become a problem. We have yet to be presented a problem that we haven't solved after third beer.
0: Okay, <laughs> guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, see ya. Bye.